Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Spirit, we think about places around the world, people gathered in cathedrals, people gathered in small huts, people gathered in wooden churches and stone buildings, people gathered under trees to break bread and share the story. Be with us this day as we share our story, as we remember and are remembered by you. Amen. Have you ever noticed that when you host a party, inevitably everybody ends up in the kitchen? Actually, as I say that, I should say, do you remember a party? Do you remember when we used to gather in our homes and people used to come and share food and beverage and conversation? Do you remember when you used to have a party? Well, if you go back that far and remember the party you might have had, you would undoubtedly notice that people inevitably end up in the kitchen. What is it at about the kitchen that draws us together? Whether it's people standing around the island in the kitchen or sitting at the table, There's something about being in a kitchen around a table that we love. You see, the important thing about a kitchen is that it's a gathering place. And look at how we have organized our homes these days. It's the center of new house development. It's where everyone wants to gather. And tables are drawing places. They draw us into conversation. They draw us around a table, around food, around storytelling. And tables are a gathering place. In many ways, they're the heart of a home. Interestingly enough, this table that is in your sanctuary at Hillhurst United Church, this table has been here for over 100 years, and people have gathered around it for communion over the years. Did you know there's a theology of the table, a whole theology, rafts of books written about the centrality of the table? If you grew up in a Catholic church, you'll know that in the sanctuary, the centerpiece is the table. It is the Eucharist, the Lord's table, communion. And everything that goes on in the service centers around the table, not the sermon, but the table. The table is a gathering place of sharing the Eucharist, the bread and the cup, and the gospel and the storytelling that speak about the centrality of the faith. The theology of the table is central to many of us now. We've missed this table. We've missed having you in this sanctuary, coming forward for communion, having that moment to look another person in the eye and to receive the bread and the cup, to sing and to watch the movement of the people coming together at the table. Traditionally, there was a a communion where you were served, where Elders would come forward and bring you the tray and the little cups and the bread. That's the Presbyterian format in our United Church of Canada. In the Methodist tradition, people get up from their seat and make an active movement, a commitment forward to the table and receive the bread and the cup. Communion and the table are central to our faith community. Today is Worldwide Communion Sunday. Now, we're not always the best at celebrating that, but I thought this year it was so important when we're living in a very difficult time. In 1940, Worldwide Communion was set aside as a time for the ecumenical community, the diverse Christian community, to come together in unity to celebrate difference around the table. 
So for since 1940, we've been doing this around a table. And do we ever need unity? The Christian church has perhaps never been more divided, more polarized, more different, more violent, more vocal than right now globally around our world during this pandemic. And so it seems right that we come to this table wherever you are to share in the bread and cup around a table this day. You see, as I think about the table, the table is a call to unity. The table is always reminding us that there should be another place set, like someone coming through the door at the last second has a place at the table. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, he was always inviting people to the table, to the unity of the diversity that is the human community. And as I think about communion in my own personal life, and I invite you to do that, it's changed over the years. I began to think and reflect about the communion memories that I have. And one of the things I note from beginning to end is how the table continually expanded in my 61 years of life. We added, expanded, diversified this table in a way of unity in our diversity. My first memories of communion were, were sitting in a pew with my mom. I think I had a tie that was so tight, choking my neck, sitting beside my mother. And the, the communion tray would be passed, but it would be passed by me. Because back in those days, they, children weren't allowed to have communion. I remember sitting and watching the adults all got the little cup, all got the bread, and children had to sit in their hands. They weren't allowed to eat. As I got a little bit older, my mother was very subversive and she snuck too. And I remember sneaking communion as a, as a teenager because somehow she said it was okay, even though the church said it was not okay. It was a situation of exclusion when I was a kid. They said, you have to understand what's going on at the table first, as though anyone ever understands, even me at my age. Do I fully understand all that takes place at the table? Later on, when I was in Nicaragua, I remember being in 1986 in a Catholic church, a, a country at war, celebrating the Eucharist in a Catholic church. And the mural in the building was all the images of the war. But when they came to communion, to the Eucharist, the priest would invite people to stand from the various places in the church and remind people who were the martyrs who had died in the war. And so people would stand up in their pew and they would say, I remember Maria, and everyone will respond, presente, present. I remember Emmanuel, presente. People would respond and, and remember the people who had died. And so communion had actually expanded in that experience to those not physically present, but present in the spirit. Communion expanding to those who have died and gone before us. We celebrate that on All Saints in our community. When we remember those who have died, who are still present to us. When I was studying theology at Emmanuel College in Toronto, we would have communion. There would be one line for uh, juice and bread and one line for wine and bread. At the end of the service, we would gather at the table like scavengers and we would, would eat the bread and drink the cup and tell our stories about the day. And in some ways, that informality of communion after the service of standing with others and sharing the bread and the cup was a deeply uh, solidifying memory for me about what communion is, communing one to another, sharing bread, sharing wine, sharing stories, central to me about what communion is. 
in our Hillhurst community, you'll know that we, we've done the agape feast. Here's a basket with some bread. And if we were here, we would give various people in the community baskets that would be bread and some grapes. And yes, even some Smarties. And we would gather people in the agape feast, the love feast, to share stories and memories. We would pose a question and say, what do you think about this? Tell us a story about that. And it was in the breaking of the bread and eating the grapes and the Smarties that community, community was formed in communion. I remember one time we did it. We did it that Sunday morning. And when I got home that night, I got an email from somebody saying, I've been doing communion for 40 years of my life. That's the best communion I've ever had. Thank you very much. And right beside that email was another person. I was at church this morning. If you ever do communion like that, I'm out of here. I hated it. Isn't that the diversity of a community coming together? One loving it, one hating it around a gape feast, a love feast, the sharing of the bread and the cup. But you see, communion has expanded beyond the church building. I remember, if you have the eyes to see, perhaps you have seen this, being in a conversation with the family, it was December. Their daughter had died that very month in a whiteout on, on the number two highway. I presided over her funeral. And after the funeral, we went back to the house a week later in conversation about all that had taken place. And I remember the mother at the, sitting in the living room with me and taking and passing me a, a muffin like this and she broke it in half and she ate it as she shared the stories of her daughter with me. And I have to tell you, it was like being at communion as we shared a muffin and coffee and the life story of someone who was loved and who had died and who was deeply missed. Coffee and a muffin can be communion in a coffee shop or a living room. That breaking, the breaking of our hearts and the healing that comes in the communion of conversation. Communion, you see, is beyond just the ritual. It's what the ritual inspires and invites and encourages one to the other. But it also moves beyond people. One of my favorite communion services in this church is our annual pet blessing. When people bring food for the food bank for pets and show up in the pews with their birds, their fish, the ashes of the animals that have died, and the dogs that take seats in our pews. And they come forward for a blessing of water and they receive a dog treat. And in the receiving of that dog treat, it's as though we are welcoming all four-legged animals, all winged beings to that place to receive the communion of human and animal in one place. It happens in various different ways in this worldwide communion. And during this pandemic, when we are so divided in our world, I hope just even for a glimpse and for a moment, we remember that though this table is taken out into your backyard, or you're sitting in your pajamas or folding laundry or sitting on a couch watching, there's a moment in this watching and being that we remember that though divided, we are one. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the creator. And it is in the patience and forgiveness and compassion and justice that we come together as one in our divisions. And so on this worldwide communion today, as we will share in this meal, we will invite you to share whatever you have, wherever you are, knowing that it is a gift of the creator 
and that as you taste it and drink it, you are reminded that you are loved, forgiven, and set free. And maybe that meal will lift us and inspire us to move in the world to bring just a smidge of love and hope to the other as we take the table into the world and expand the love that God invites us to live. On this worldwide communion, may we know God desperately loves this world in all its diversity and welcomes us home to this table as we partake this day. May it be so. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.